1: You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, yesterday I said that nobody wins the second week of the free <laughs> agency period like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that is even more true after the, the Tuesday morning that we had, right? I mean, let me just tell
0: you this. Uh, I, I thought, uh, well, let me just peel the curtain back a little bit. I'm moving tomorrow. I, I, I'm moving homes tomorrow. And and, and, and I, I scheduled this like, oh, maybe it'll be a little bit quiet. I did, obviously did not plan this. Uh, I didn't realize this was going to be the second week of free agency when I planned this. I made a mistake, y'all, because I spent a whole lot of time packing boxes while watching film on people yet <laughs> last night to be able to do this show. And the Cowboys basically, every morning when I wake up, turn this whole thing onto its own head uh, just I mean, Marcus and I had like a little pre-show conversation, and and we forgot like at least one or two storylines that we need <laughs> that we actually need to add into the story, uh, that, that yeah. added to the show that that we that we I mean there's like five or six different things to talk about, and, and we're we, we, I I don't know why I'm talking now. We need to get going.
1: That's right. More breaking news for the Cowboys. Yes. They signed yes uh, long snapper LP Latissure. To a new deal. So, and and we eighty five year old long we also LP, LPS back.
0: I know, which is great to hear. Obviously, uh, <laughs> we also have to talk about Tyrone Crawford.
1: <laughs> we we we, we didn't
0: even talk do about we, Tyrone Crawford and his whole thing. So, yeah, do, like, do we have to talk about? Tyrone I, I get. I mean, let's just let real quick before we dive <laughs> into these guys. Apparently, Tyrone Crawford had an altercation in. in uh, florida last last night two nights ago uh that involved yeah. involved him uh uh putting his hands on a police officer now there may be uh some specul, there may be some it's very murky because i think there's there's some talk that he didn't know that they were necessarily police officers because they were dressed exactly the same as the security guards inside inside this palm beach you know uh, establishment. We don't know what was going on. No, he didn't get arrested, so there may not even be any punishment, but we should just add that. I mean, any other day, that might be half our podcast, but we don't have time to talk about that right now.
1: <laughs> no, he had a nice bull rush. I don't know. It really <laughs> knocked the police officer back. It was a good
0: effort. Would be proud. Good effort. You know, it's like certainly a Yeah.
1: All right. So, coming up on today's show, we've got a free agent signing, Ugh. a potential trade, and two very, very interesting visits. Uh, I want to go ahead and start with the guy that the Cowboys actually did sign uh, late on Monday night. Completely shocked us because we didn't hear a single word about this player. Uh, the Cowboys agreed to a one-year deal with former Detroit Lions defensive lineman Kerry Hyder. Hyder uh, had a really good 2017 season with uh, eight sacks. 2018 he was a little bit banged up. but. What do you think of the signing, Landon?
0: I love this signing. I, 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 again, this is such a Will McClay signing because he understands in a way that a lot of people don't—that the devil is in the details with these guys, right? Carry uh, Hyder was a eight sack guy two years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, played defensive end. Uh, he's you know his size is I think what 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 throws people off, right? Because he. Uh, he's kind of in the two seventy to two eighty range, right?
1: Was that the combine at two ninety five?
0: Yeah, and then, w- then you know, lost a bunch of weight. Ended up playing kind of uh, uh, a defensive end position, which oddly enough, he really, really took to. Uh, I think this playing weight, the two seventy to two eighty, is is more his speed. Because I mm-hmm. think I think he, uh, speed is the of word that he, he gets a, a a dose of speed uh, that goes with an already actually pretty impressive uh uh you know agility that he has, um, but so anyways he he comes in he he gets eight sacks uh, at the defensive end position, uh, turns around and uh right away tears his uh Achilles right I think this was Achilles, uh in yep. tw- twenty uh seventeen so. Uh, misses all of 2017, comes back last season, uh, and Matt Patricia has taken over this defense, obviously, as, he, as he's become head coach of Detroit Lions. Uh, Patricia puts sees fit after this guy gets literally eight sacks playing everywhere from left defensive end to three technique uh, and decides to give this guy a, a very healthy majority dose uh, at nose tackle. I mean, if you go back and watch the tape of this guy from 2018, it's this two hundred and seventy pound, two hundred and eighty pound guy uh, trying to p- play in the middle of a defense, like as a three tech, as a as a shade zero technique, or as a one tech. Not even a right. one tech. Mostly just a zero, a shade zero. Uh, and so, you know, like I mean, just basically playing shades of the center, and and or sometimes just heads up at the center. So, uh, to me, this is a guy who, you know. Was coming off of a, an Achilles injury, so, so he's but he's a year off of that now, right? Uh, and then on top of that, playing wildly out of position wildly out of position I, I i mean i think that patricia was trying to do something with there but i'm not sure i love this guy as an inside outside guy as a potential three technique pass rusher uh, i think he's got some juice he's got he's got he's got some athleticism he will run and chase the ball no matter where it goes no matter where he is he's got a level of hustle that i really love uh he's he's uh, agile, he's got a, gr- a great agility for a guy his size. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really like this signing because I, I think people forgot about Kerry Hider. Uh, I mean, cause, I mean, he he was kind of a one-year wonder, and I, I think it's easy to kind of blow blow him off like that. But at the same time, I mean, the, the reason he didn't blow up the year after is because he missed it completely, and then he comes back and plays completely a different position than he's ever really ever played. Uh and, and, and playing wildly out of position of where his previous uh success is. So I, I think this is a guy who is ready to come back and, and, and you know, and really do something. And he's young too. He's still only like uh uh he's gonna 27. Be twenty twenty seven, he's gonna be twenty eight soon. You know, he's yep. I mean, still still got some some time left on him, uh and some some good snaps ahead of him. I am a big fan of the signing.
1: Yeah, so a couple of things. I don't have a ton to add, but uh, Pro Football Focus has the, the detailed snap breakdowns for all players. Yeah. Uh, last year, 63 of his snaps. He only played 167 total snaps. 63 came as a nose yep. tackle. The other ones are at like five technique. That's not his strength. It, you, that's, I mean, you, you pointed out the reasons why. You need to have him rushing and not just holding up against the run. Um, the other thing I was going to say is he signed a one-year deal, and I've, I've made this point a couple different times in the podcast. There's really no such thing as a bad one-year deal in the NFL because if if it doesn't work out, you move on and there's no dead money the following year. So let's say the Cowboys get to camp and Kerry Hyder's still not fully recovered from his torn Achilles and he just looks like a guy that, you know, can't, can't he's not going to crack the rotation. Dallas could move on and take a pretty little dead cap hit. Maybe no dead cap at all uh, hit. We haven't seen the money yet, but... These are the type of signings that can change your franchise, right? If you get him on a one-year deal for cheap and he comes in and gives you five sacks as a rotational defensive lineman, absolutely, that's that's a huge win for your defensive line. So uh, I, I'm all for this move. Any last thoughts before we move on from Heider?
0: No, I mean, I think real last thing real quick is you. Know, you, you and I had talked about, I mean, I think Offline and, and different times about Kerry Hyder as a restricted free agent. I know I talked about it when yep. I was on the Blogging the Boys podcast when he was a restricted free agent. Uh, it's just funny how you kind of get these names and, and you, you watch them through college and then suddenly, you know, eventually they end up on your team. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this and I, I think uh, he, he could really thrive in this situation.
1: I asked a couple of my uh, reporter friends who work for the Lions or around the team, and they all basically said the same thing: super high motor guy, high character dude. The teammates love him. Uh, he's a really good role player. He's willing to fit into any role that he wants to. Uh, he did not want to play nose tackle last year, uh, but he knew that was the best thing for the team, so he did it anyway. So I think I think the Cowboys really appreciate his his mindset and his attitude and willing to put the team first. So. Uh, from all accounts, he's he's the right kind of guy that Jason Garrett and Rob Marinelli are looking for. Also on Monday night, man, that was a busy week. Jeez, or busy Monday. no uh, kidding. On Monday, the Cowboys announced that Eric Berry was going to come in for a visit. He came in on Tuesday morning for breakfast. I believe he is still there as we're recording this podcast. Uh, maybe the biggest name left on the free agent market. Uh, I went back and watched all 300 of Berry's uh, snaps from 2018 last year. Uh, some good and some bad, be- uh, but I'll let you go first, Lane. What do you think about this potential pairing of Barry and the Cowboys?
0: Well, again, I mean, uh, falls under the uh, Will McClay special, right? Uh, uh, a situation where the devil's in the details. Um, I think it's easy from Dallas to have a casual understanding of the Eric Barry situation. Oh, you know, he signed a, he played a fantastic two years ago. Signed a a, a a big money contract and then the first year mm-hmm. in this contract, uh, tears an Achilles and he's been first game, first game, yeah, first, game, first game in the new contract. Uh, you know, has, has tears his Achilles and then just has, hasn't has been the same, you know, like that's that's the hasn't been the same thing is what we kind of fill in in our minds because he, you know, he's and I've seen the comments on Twitter, you know, has he though know, this guy's only played, uh, what is it like? Three games, three and like games, two, games in two in two years, you know. Years, yeah. So it's like, it, but where's the what's the actual context? And you know me, that's my whole thing here. Um, the context here is that the the whole thing with him last season had to do with a deformity that was developed onto his heel, um, and apparently it, it's related to the uh, uh, the Achilles injury, and that uh, they think that maybe the deformity might have hastened the the Achilles injury um, and or or vice versa somehow but it is the same foot the same heel um, to me so uh, that's encouraging-ish to me because if they really it's this is a pretty binary thing you figure out now what's tough to figure out is 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 yeah you got to talk to the player and figure out because th- really what this is, is is a pain tolerance thing. Right, it's it's Absolutely, because yes. what he's dealing with is is extremely painful. It's rubbing up against different parts of his heel that it's not supposed to. It's causing extreme pain, um, and I think that you know the, the reason he was basically you know on the roster, but uh, but a you know injury scratch for for most of the season. You know, and, and I think he ended mm-hmm. up coming back at the end of the season, played a little bit up and down. Um, but i think you know so really the the tape that you have on this guy is not fantastic because there's not much of it and and what there is of it he's coming into the last two or three weeks of the season playing his first bits of football uh while well it-
1: let me let me add that into that a little bit you saw in games his first 20 snaps or 25 snaps were good yeah but he started to wear down as the game went on and that's I, I, I guess I try to put it into context. Like if the Cowboys, let's let's kind of turn this back to the way for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys sign him, and you can figure out a way to keep him on the field yes. for twenty to thirty snaps a game as a part-time player, I think there's a lot of value. I, I don't uh, go ahead. Sorry, I, but, I, no, mean but
0: I, I think yes. What you and I are getting at is the same thing. Is that this is not a guy with a broken body. Necessarily, I think this is a case where this is a guy who had an Achilles injury that was caused, you know, that that cascaded into this heel thing, which again is not structural, as it were. It's not a uh, a hamstring that that won't stop. Injuring itself It's not a uh, it's This is not a cascading thing As much as He actually From what I understand And and, and, and there were two options here that, that you can have surgery Or you can let it let, let it go And let it heal itself Because it's really I, I, From what I understand An inflation-related based thing So Right And he went to go see uh, That this doctor uh, Who is the, the I guess the foot and ankle guy In Green Bay uh, And got a second opinion And the second opinion Said that he didn't need surgery so he's not needing surgery. I think the reason that Kansas City let him go is because he was due a ton of money, obviously, having just signed this huge deal.
1: And, and they just signed Ty- Tyron Matthew to replace yes. him, basically. So they had a choice. Yeah,
0: and and, and really, there is some uncertainty here, right? Because like, you don't really know, right. has he gotten under control his method of healing this? Did the time in the offseason fix this issue, or is this going to come back? So if the Cowboys doctors can figure that out— um, and figure out exactly what his prognosis is. I don't have doubts that he can come back as a extremely talented. Still only 30 years old, uh, uh, mm-hmm. safety. And, and, and I mean, dude, plug that guy in as your strong safety. And I, I think he probably would be more of a strong safety because I think, you know, he's not still the same cover guy anymore. I think that could be, be- I think he could be better next year than he has been last year because I think if he gets a full offseason, that will help there. But I, I will just say that I, I think you're going to get at right away a guy who could be obviously a starter level strong safety who is a Better than solid tackler. I mean, maybe one of the better tacklers in the league. I think you'll you'll be getting Absolutely. a guy who will not miss tackles at that spot. Uh, an incredible, incredible leader. I mean, incredible guy to have in your locker room. Uh, and I think it gives your defense uh, some juice, man. Like, I think even more juice than it had before. I mean, he, he's, he's a savvy player at the very least. And, and maybe he's not – I don't know if he is ever going to be the – Athlete that he was two years ago, I I think there's a chance he could be, uh, but I, I I think that he's got value in his between his ears beyond that, and I think that there's a chance that he could get a chance if they if he clears and and, and the the Cowboys feel comfortable that this is not something that's going to crop back up, uh, that I think that the Cowboys could get him on a bargain deal because uh, you know he's the 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 outlook for. Around the league with this guy it can't be great. Just by the sheer number of how much money right. Kansas City lost <laughs> by investing in this guy, and he's only played three games in two seasons.
1: So a couple quick points. Um, first of all, in terms of his leadership, we have seen that the Cowboys really value having somebody like this at certain positions. I mean, it seems like they
0: targeted it, strong safety, right? Like, well, uh, that that well, that had mean, to be I, part of the selling point with Gaithers too, don't you think?
1: Right. Well, yeah, I'm talking about though more like. We They brought back Sean Lee, despite knowing there oh, might not be a Oh, you mean generally. Like, yeah, I see what
0: you're saying. Yes, Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, they brought back Jason Witten knowing that Jason Witten's role is going to be cut. They have Sean Lee on the roster knowing that his role is going to be cut. It seems like the Cowboys really like this idea of having two young safeties or two young players at a position and then a respected veteran behind them who can also fill in and who also can find a role. That's where I think Barry is going to be important, like... Can you imagine how much Xavier Woods is going to learn from a guy like this, from Eric Berry, who has seen it all, has exactly. seen every, exactly. every kind of uh, offensive formation and play call? That in itself has value. But when I watched the film last night, I was actually really impressed with how well he can still play close to the line of scrimmage. He has a little bit of a problem kind of turning and running with the receivers anymore because it kind of relies on him to push off his Achilles a little bit. But if you want to... But if you want to just keep him around the line of scrimmage, I mean, there was a couple of plays in the Charger game. I think it was Week 16, where I mean, his instincts are still incredible. Oh, yeah. He still has the athleticism to to beat blockers and get to the ball. So again, if you want to have him as a first and second down safety who plays 25 to 30 snaps a game, I, I can get behind that. I can even get behind that if you're paying that guy four to five million dollars a year because of what he can do in your locker room and on the field. So. I, I'm all for this, and I'm also for them grabbing a safety in the draft as well to put in that room. So I, I, I don't see many downsides here as long as they say he's healthy enough to play at least even a little bit.
0: Well, the downside here is that y- y- you're going to suggest what you just intimated right now, and, and Kayvon Frazier is going to block you on Twitter. That's the downside probably. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think we're already there. I think we're already there.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think, uh, look, this is uh, – I, I this doesn't need to be a, a situation where you spend a ton of money in order to get a guy who could be look uh, he's not he's not earl thomas i don't think because i i don't you don't there's some questions to what you're going to get here but i think you're spending some Well, m- that's why you're
1: going to get him at a fraction of the price yeah right? exactly that's you're going at exactly. a third of the price
0: exactly but i think this is a safe gamble that this guy still has good football left if you can find some way to confirm that the the issue with the heel is either Healed, so to speak, nice. uh, or uh, or he's found a way of managing it that can last. Because that's the other thing too is that he may have found a way to get back on the field, but that doesn't mean like that's not the same thing as dealing with this through a sixteen game NFL season. So mm-hmm. so there's so there is some. I'm not pr- trying to pretend, pretend that there's no downside here.
1: There is downside there. The the thing here is also that you have to. It, you have to consider that the reason the Cowboys are bringing in Barry is for a physical more than anything else. They want to see where he is at in terms of his rehab. And it, again, if he checks out to be okay, I'm a hundred percent. And okay that's that.
0: been reported as part of his his. I mean, like for, we've seen that reported that he is in there actually taking a a, a part of a, a physical as part of his visit. So it's not like you're pulling that out of whatever. This is this right, is a visit right. with a physical. That's part of mm. what he's doing
1: here. Okay, if that wasn't enough, oh, on Tuesday morning, uh, there was a report from Tom Pelissaro that said that Robert Quinn was in the Cowboys facility uh, taking a physical, walking around with some of the defensive staff. Uh, if you're not familiar with Robert Quinn, he is the defensive end for the Miami Dolphins, was a first-round pick with the Rams I think in 2011 uh, you know he one of the one of the better pass rushers in the league over that time uh, has a lot of speed off the edge. Uh, the Dolphins are trying to get rid of him because on Friday they have a roster bonus that is due to him. I think it's twelve million dollars that he's due on Friday. Uh, there's no chance that he's going to be on the Dolphins roster by then. They're either going to cut him or trade him. Uh, the Cowboys seem interested potentially in a pick swap. What are your thoughts on Robert Quinn and potentially joining the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Well, this was big news. I mean, I think you know Robert Quinn was the name of a guy that we had thought about at some point uh, when he had become a free agent before he had gotten to Miami. This was a name that was Mm -hmm. definitely being bantied about for sure. Um, I think at that time they had uh, more information than what was public about uh, Randy Gregory, and I think that they knew they felt like they were going to bring him back, and that's why they didn't want to, you know. Dive into that pool of paying whatever i th- Quinn. I mean, I th- you said he got it. Got a lot of money. Yeah, he's he's due twelve million. I think this year. Uh, so, so and I think that's kind of around. I mean, you're gonna need to pay him something decent. You know, I mean, because he's he's a well. He's, well, the report is that Miami is willing to pay some of his salary. I think. Okay, so him. you and I have discussed this a little bit. And we'll talk. Let's discuss it here. So, first of all. Shout out to—I mean, this has been widely reported now, even by the Dallas Cowboys website themselves—that that this is happening. That this—that Robert Quinn's here. So, I mean, Robert Quinn is a member of the Miami Dolphins, all right. So he—but yes. he is here in—or in, here, here, in Dallas, uh, right. at the Star, meeting with cowboys brass and and they're having lunch apparently at the start and the meeting includes the defensive coaches and apparently will mcclay at some point has has joined them great reporting thank you for fish sports mike mike fisher uh kind of giving us a play-by-play at this point um uh, you know look this they're not going this far along unless things are far along you know what i'm saying like like he is a member of another team. This isn't a free agent. So the Cowboys clearly are well, you know, well down the path of negotiating, I would say, both. The, the contract deal that money that Robert Quinn's going to get, the amount of money that the the dolphins are going to pay out of the guarantee because that's going to weigh mm-hmm. into this trade. Uh, you know I would not be surprised if the reported compensation in trade trade
1: like picks has already been agreed upon um, I, 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 and it kind of sounds like it's, it kind of sounds like it already has it's going to be some 2020 pick, maybe based a little bit on how well he plays this year.
0: Yeah. And so I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that at this point, you know, this looks pretty positive. Uh, I, I would say that there's, a, it looks like this is a very good chance that this is, this could go down. Um, so uh, if the Cowboys were to get this, I, obviously. It means a lot of different things on a lot of different angles. There's a lot. I mean, you know, obviously in the context of what what player they're getting, what he means to defense, where he's going to play. I think all of that's interesting. I think it also is extremely interesting in context of uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I don't Mm -hmm. think I don't think this is uh, this is them shutting the gate on Demarcus Lawrence at all. But I but I think I think
1: it's about getting him help. I
0: exactly I agree. But I also think that it does. Help with their leverage with Demarcus Lawrence, so um, I, I, you know. I, I, but let's talk about the player first. This is this is not a guy who uh, is going to get on his own ten sacks plus a year. But this is a guy who you can rely pretty, pretty you know, regularly to produce. I mean, he's produced across a couple different teams. Uh, he's he plays the right defensive end position. Um, he still has. The, the requisite you know speed and quickness he could still bend the edge he is he's you, only twenty eight yeah I mean he's not he's only not he's got some years left on him um he's he's Demarcus Lawrence's age basically he's just a little bit older um, so uh, I, I think this is definitely a situation where uh, if oh, man if the Cowboys are able to get him and then also get Demarcus Lawrence back with what they've already got. Mm-hmm. You're cooking now. Now you've got something yep. going. I mean, especially if Rand, the Randy Gregory stuff is not is not uh, as bad as it's being made out to be. Man, now you really got a squad down there. Um, I, I, I think, it, and I think it really helps you kind of free up to do whatever you want in the draft at this point.
1: Yeah. So a couple of little things on uh, Robert Quinn in terms of style. Not too different from Randy Gregory. Wins primarily with speed and bending around the edge. So he kind of fits right in there at the right defensive end spot. Uh, Quinn's biggest drawback in his game is he's not great against the run. However, the Cowboys have a defensive end on the roster who can help him out there in uh, in Tyrone Crawford. So even if you know Crawford plays most first downs and some second downs, I think you can do enough to get by where you don't have to rely on Robert Quinn to play a lot of or a ton of those rundown snaps. So If you make him a designated pass rusher or try to keep his snaps around 60%, I think you can kind of minimize his weaknesses uh, and you know, kind of just make your whole defensive line stronger. The other thing is, it also allows Crawford to slide back inside uh, to defensive tackle on third down. So we've been talking about trying to find some more interior rushers this offseason, uh, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. If you acquire Quinn... All of a sudden, defensive tackle might not be as big of a need as it was a couple days ago because now you do have Malik Collins, Antoine Woods, Chris Covington, Tyrone Crawford. I mean, you have some, some bodies in there that you trust. And that's why if it only takes a day three pick in next year's draft, I'm all for it, especially when you consider... That Robert Quinn would be coming in here on a one-year deal, which means if he leaves next year in free agency, you get, you get a, a comp a pick. pick. So you, so you basically would be renting him for a year. Not much downside here. I love these pick swap trades, or you know, sending a, away a, a day three pick for a proven player. Uh, this one would be, it. this one makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, it really does. And again, he kind of just can step in and take those Randy Gregory snaps if Randy Gregory is not around. And let's say Randy Gregory does come back around. May I interest you in a NASCAR package that features mm-hmm. Robert Quinn on one side, Randy Gregory on the other side, Tyron Crawford playing a shade nose in a pass rush situation, which he's done before, and Demarcus Lawrence as your three technique? Because yeah, absolutely, he's done, I think he's also done that scenario, before.
1: Like I think there's a scenario where you also try to save Lawrence's legs a little bit. He played sure. by far the most snaps absolutely. last year. Try to get him. Try to keep him fresh.
0: Yeah, I, I think suddenly you've got a quite an impressive rotation on the outside. I mean, th- we're not even talking about Marcus Armstrong. Who still has I I, mean, still, Armstrong. I mean, Armstrong. I always say Marcus Armstrong. That's right. <laughs> especially while I'm looking at Mock Draftable. Hi hi Marcus. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I think you know you 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 take a look at at, at the depth chart on the outside there and and, and you love you still you love Dorrance Armstrong. So I I think, yeah, whether you want to kick if you do this, you could kick Crawford in full time as defensive tackle if you wanted to there, or or you know you just have a lot of solutions there, and you know you still have Kerry Hyder who we just talked about, right. uh, who uh, I mean right. maybe he plays full time defensive tackle now as at, at full time three technique. Yeah. So uh, you know I think suddenly you've got a lot of great options, and 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 a lot uh, that's really where you want to be I think at this point with with that I mean you know, just last week. This defensive line group terrified us. This one signing, and if they could figure out, you know, the thing with D. Law, suddenly they're in great shape, and 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 they, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got depth to spare.
1: All right, in the last move, by far the most surprising move to me, uh, the Cowboys brought in former second round pick Malik McDowell <laughs> for a visit. Uh, He was uh, a guy that we liked a lot coming out of the 2017 draft. Actually, I don't know about you, but I loved him. He was my number three prospect in the draft. Uh, Fell to Seattle at the top of the second round because of some effort concerns and maybe some personality concerns. Uh, That summer that he was drafted, got into an ATV accident and never played a snap in the NFL. Um, uh, Apparently, he wants to continue his NFL career. He wants to show... Uh, that he's healthy enough to play. Lena, what do you make of this visit? Because this one is super surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly,
0: the more I think about it, um, you know, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. I mean, the whole situation with his head injury and with the ATV accident, and he never played a snap, he never had a practice. With Seattle, nope. He was a second round pick, nope. and he was like the thirty sixth pick. Like, I mean, like right. f- the top four of the second round pick. Like, and he never played a snap for them. Like, never even practiced. Never. I don't even know that he put on their uniform. Like, so nope. I, I think there's something there. I, I, you know, like first of all, obviously this dude's insanely talented. I, I, there's always been. Questions about maturity with him. A lot of that had to do with the fact that he was coming out into the draft at 20 years old. He is still, right now, only 22 years old. He's younger than a lot of these guys that are coming out right now. Like He was in the same recruiting class as some of these guys that were out right now. So, yeah, I I think there obviously is... uh, The upside is... (laughs) enormous it's endless really I mean it's frankly not it's not quite David Irving who has kind of the, the most ridiculous it's like n- never-ending upside but I mean never realized upside either uh, is how much is this gonna be this guy you know like uh, there's injury concerns there's maturity concerns uh, I, I you know I there's obviously the the argument that can be made that he's been through a lot and maybe that's changed him a lot and he's fighting back for, for the first time for a guy that was mm-hmm. a five-star recruit in high school was basically given you know was was fought over between Michigan and Michigan State to go to their schools and begged and you know has been a superstar his basically his whole career uh maybe he's got some him juice now and that, and that's something you want to get on the train with that with this guy if his head is straight but at the same time, like you know, not the b- even worse pun being head on straight. Uh, he's got issues with this with with a uh, serious concussion, not due to football. Can he play football without you know losing memory and that's sort? Of, there's lots of concerns there. And and so for me, I, I honestly God, and I suggested this uh, on Twitter. His his agent, as far as I know, is still Drew Rosenhaus. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if this isn't just a favor by Jerry to Drew Rosenhaus to get him public pub of hey look we're in, we're taking a look at this guy and so, you know what I'm saying like I don't know maybe he's it's very possible you know just kind of helping churn the waters with his name in it uh, associated with the Cowboys maybe that helps this guy get some other work down the road as a favor for for the Cowboy from the Cowboys to Drew. But outside well, of that I don't I have no idea like I mean it seems very dicey but it, obviously again it's a swing for the fences.
1: Let's talk a little bit about what we know about the accident. I mean which is not much. We know he got into an ATV accident. The report at the time was he had severe brain damage and eye damage uh and that when he showed up to the Seahawks facility a couple weeks afterwards they didn't even recognize him because of how because of some of the injuries he had to his face. It was that bad. Uh so again beyond that we don't really don't know much but what I want to talk about what he is as an athlete or what he was as an athlete Real quick, coming into the draft Before you say yeah.
0: that I will just add that he did tweet out that, that some you know that he doesn't tweet anymore but he did tweet out something that basically said the reports of my injuries being life threatening or career threatening are overstated I will play again or something like that. This, let's just so, just put that out
1: there. Go ahead. Okay. Um I want to talk about the athlete that he was coming into the NFL because uh, he was a special, special guy at the combine. Uh, six foot six, 295 pounds, almost 35 inch arms, 10 and a half inch hands, ran a 4.85, 40 yard dash, uh, a one-twelve broad jump, uh, three cone of 7.69, 20 yard shuttle, 4.53. If you go to Mock Draftable, here's some of his top comparisons in terms of athleticism Leonard Williams, John Henderson, Gerald McCloy, Nick, Farley, or Nick Fairley. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are, that's quite a list of some really productive NFL players that are super athletic. When you go back and look at his college production, uh, as, a, as a sophomore, as a 19-year-old sophomore, yeah. he had 13 tackles for a loss and four and a half sacks. If you turn on that tape, he is the only player on that defensive line that was anything close to an NFL prospect. And teams knew it. They doubled him on almost every single snap. Uh, he wore down a little bit at, at times, and that's why his effort got questioned. But I mean, just an incredible, incredible player. Um, so if you can get eighty-five percent of what he was, I mean, that's certainly well, worth a flyer. I mean, there's no downside here for the Cowboys. Yeah, and
0: I think even beyond that too. As a 19-year-old junior, he he basically was the best player on his team, and definitely the best player on a Mike D'Antoni offense uh, defense. So they basically, uh, when they got a new coaching staff in there, they basically played him all over the field. All that talent that, that he had played with was gone, so he had no one else around him. So they played him up and down the line, never really letting him focus on one position. So, yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's hard to over- understate how much untapped talent there is there. It's And it's not even just like he's a physical specimen, though he's... He is because his tape is good. His, his tape is really his tape good. is his technique. I guess is the what, what I want to get at. His technique is good. He is a defensive lineman. He's not just an athlete trying to be a pass rusher. This guy has yes. talent yes. doing what what we're asking him to do. He just needs to refine maybe one position as opposed to not playing a whole like up and down the line at this point. Because again, he is only twenty two years old. So That's incredible. It, look, there are a lot of medical questions. There is a lot of personality questions, but. But is this guy worth kicking the tires if it's
1: even possible for him to play
0: football? Absolutely.
1: And that's the whole reason why the Cowboys are having the visit. They want to see where he's at. Uh, and maybe they'll check back in you know, three months from now, four months from now, and see how, how he's come along. So uh, the Cowboys are just doing their due diligence here, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm excited for Malik McDowell. I think I, I miss watching him play because he was so much fun at Michigan State. I, I just hope that he can get back on the field. Uh, and I'm hoping it's for the Cowboys. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, And we will see you guys next time.